For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. Hi, this is Aryan, the space hippie from Arian, letting you know to set your controls and check out the new Star One album, Revel in Time. You are listening to MSR Cast. Keep it metal and keep it proggy. Have fun. Yes, you can be anywhere that you want to be. See everything that you want to see.
Hey, welcome, my friends, to episode number 265 of MSRCast, your heavy metal podcast. Uh, this is our Aryan Extravaganza episode. Thanks to the hippie himself for that amazing intro. Um, thank you, good sir. This is, this is all about you, man. Um, so, starting us off, we heard the title track from the brand new Star One album called Revel in Time. And we're going to get to more about that. We're going to talk about it. But first, I want to introduce my co-host for this, uh, this journey this evening. Uh, Sean, the Metal Pigeon, my co-host, of course, of MSR Cast. Welcome to the show, man. Hello. Hey. I, I got to say, we've been doing the show for, what is it, almost the better part of yep. a decade. And the fact that we are only now just doing a tribute episode to Arjun is really surprising to me. I know. <laughs> like, I figured this would have been done, like, years well, ago. It, it, yeah, I've, been always, I've always been wanting to do it, but um, I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. What the fuck was wrong with me? He is... Well, I'll say this, like, because my, my favorite... Because I can tell he's one of your favorite yes. artists. But, like, my favorite artist is, like, you know, like, probably Maiden, and you can throw in, like, Therion in there and stuff. I think if I added up the amount of times I've mentioned those bands, it would still nope, not well, no, equal. I don't know if that's true. The amount of times we've mentioned Origin on the MSR that's cast. So so. I, I don't know if that's true. You might be uh, over exaggerating. I think, a little I think bit. that's true. Um, and joining uh, joining us t- this evening is Wolfman Dave from that metal podcast. Welcome to back to the show. You were here for our 2021 uh, year in review. That's correct. Yeah. So thanks for having me. Uh, we were talking about this for a while and dude, I'm yeah. super stoked for this, man. We actually met mm. on the, the Arion Facebook page group. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Uh, you posted something. I was like, Oh cool. Another metalhead podcaster from Texas is really into metal and, yeah. and he's really into Ari- Arion. I'm like, he's my brethren right there. My brother. Right on, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys for for doing this with me um and i, I can't thank Aryan enough for that cool little intro um i got to <laughs> i got to interview him once i, I really want to do it again so Aryan, if you're listening i'm going to reach back out to you for an interview now um <laughs> so let's talk about the new star one album that just came out yeah um john have you had a much uh experience with it yet the new album i listened to yeah yeah sure the new album uh quite a bit um good i'm, I'm glad to hear that everything else probably not <laughs> <laughs> good well it's okay you, you have time to catch up uh so the new album uh from star one is called revel in time and the song we picked was revel in time which i i didn't not my favorite song in the beginning but now i just can't get enough of that song yeah. there's the, the 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 section of the song where there he's singing the uh, the names of all the all the the history people that Bill and Ted got yeah so the song Revel in Time is based on Bill and Ted's excellent adventure if you have not seen the video it's worth your time um so the the vocalist on that track is a guy named Brandon Yeagley who is in this band called Crowbot and if you've never heard them they're a really cool just like straight ahead rock band but that guy has some vocal range for sure, yeah. and when he sings, man, his his mouth is like wide open. You can see, yeah, you can see every single one of his molars it, and shit. And that, it has to be one of the catchiest choruses too, man. Yeah, it really it does. Sticks in your head. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, just featured on this on this album, you have Britney Slays, Russell Allen, Michael Mills, Toe Hyder, of course. Welcome back to him again. Ross Jennings from Hiking, Jeff Scott Soto, uh, Brandon Yeagley, We just mentioned mm-hmm. Jolyn Turner, the incomparable Damian Wilson. You're going to hear his name many times for me tonight for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, Dan Swano, the, the the legend right there. Floor Jansen, uh, John J.C. Culper, who uh, I'm probably saying his last name incorrectly, but he's a he's an Arian, um Canadian man. Always in, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then some guy named Roy Kahn. I don't really <laughs> know him very well. What about you, Sean? I vaguely heard of him. <laughs> he's a he's Camelot, right? Isn't yeah. that correct? <laughs> yeah, I think. As many times as I mentioned Arion, I think Sean has probably mentioned Camelot. Oh, not even close. No. <laughs> no, I disagree. Not on even that. close. <laughs> and the cool thing about this album, he actually did uh, a double version of it. So mm-hmm. he did a version of it with guide vocals, um, which are vocals that he had other artists do to, to send to the vocalists that were going to wind up being the final ones. But when you have Marcella Bovio... Oh, yeah. Uh, and Tony Martin as your guide vocals. I mean, come on. Yeah. And and some dude named Arian Anthony Lukinson <laughs> doing his own guide vocal guide vocals. So yeah, it's great, man. I I when I first heard the album, I was uh, I was a little weirded out when I when they announced it because I'm used to Star One being a certain way. It was the four main vocalists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Which was, of course, it's Dan Swano um, and and Damien Wilson, Floyd Johnson, and Russell Allen, the four main space cowboys, pirates, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. But I once the album came out, and I, I you know I listened to tracks beforehand, but once the full album came out, I, I got it. This this Star One album has more in common to an Arion album than I think any of the previous ones for me. By far. Do you agree on that? Yeah. So I was also kind of took back by surprise when uh, taken by surprise when you go back and 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 he was announcing it, you know, track by track, uh, and then the movie, and I was like, oh, okay, so we're going with pretty much not repeating artists, not not many repeating artists, I would say, mm-hmm. maybe except for the backing vocals. Um. So I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this, <laughs> but you know. It it's it's one of those things where it just takes you by surprise, man. I don't know how to explain that one. Um, it worked out, and I'm glad. I hope there's other people who are going to be doing this because I noticed that he does that a lot, where he releases like double albums or yep. one soft, one heavy, or you know, just stuff like that. And so, like what he did, what he did with the Gentle Storm, yeah, exactly. And I'm 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 hoping that something like that becomes a trend where more people pick up on that and include it because I thought that was brilliant. That he included yeah. the the guy tracks, like you're saying. Uh, and if you got the deluxe deluxe version, like the one I showed you, Sean, uh, it comes with like instrumentals and there's all this other material too, which is really cool. Now uh, we're going to talk about Star One first, and then we're going to get mm-hmm. into some more Aryan stuff. Uh, so each track uh, on a Star One album is sort of based on some kind of science fiction TV film property, and this one, Revel in Time, of course is about time travel. So on this album, you have songs based on like the Terminator, uh, Donnie Darko, 
Back to the Future. We mentioned Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. But you also have a song based on Groundhog Day, sung by Dan Swan. Right. When in the when did you ever expect to hear that? <laughs> well, you know what I was thinking is like, I'm telling you, like Arjun must have had the biggest smile on his face. He's like, Dan can do this one, yep. <laughs> you know. And I like, I liked. Uh, he does the other one too, right? The other uh, today is yesterday. That's correct. He, he yeah. does the other Arjun one. is the yeah. one I, on the guide vocals. Yeah, I like both. I do too. I like both. So. I I'm a big fan of Aryan's vocal style. Yeah. truthfully, I really am. Yeah. Um, so I know he's you. He listens to interviews and he talks about how he doesn't really like his his vocal style, mm-hmm. but I really do. He's a great vocalist. Yeah. Um. All right. Very cool. So in the going back to the other Star One albums, you have um, Victims of the Modern Age, mm. which was the last one. Yeah. Which was what? What year was that? That was like it's been a long time that was uh 2010 and then the first one was space metal and they did that live album too which that dvd is phenomenal i really great i love it it's poor quality so i'm hoping now that he did it gets remastered yeah yeah that or now that he did star one he does a a live show with everybody on it you know so in my past before the pandemic (laughs) Me and my wife, we decided we're going to travel. If we have to, to fly somewhere to travel to see a band, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do that. So one year in twenty was it twenty eighteen or twenty? We saw we went to Chicago and saw Halloween, the reunion extravaganza. Then the next year we went to Los Angeles to Anaheim actually to see Avantasia. Oh, nice! And I see Sean's wearing the shirt right there that <laughs> yeah, I got him. That's love that shirt. That's cool. That was a phenomenal show, and we decided. If we have our passports now, and if they ever do a big, like, Arion show like they've done that are on the last two couple of uh, live releases, right. we're going to fly over there and buy tickets, and we're going to go. It's already been a decision that to make. Absolutely, dude. You have to. I mean, first of all, you're going to have to stay up till 2, 3 in the morning to buy the tickets. That's After that, shit, you're set, man. I, I think, do you, do you think he the next one for him to do would be a Star 1 live show like this logically it makes sense like it makes it makes sense for him to do that and i think it would be i think it it would probably sell out just as quick as uh, arian you know definitely he can do it the opposite way because we're going to get into live albums later but like uh the electric tales uh Mm. the the live album electric um, castle and and electric castle live and other tales that plays the entire album then at the end he does tracks from other projects that he worked on and and the same with um the arian universe project that uh, that live album it's one of my favorites of all time it's it's so good beautiful visually it's beautiful beautiful Um, yeah and and there's tracks from his entire career which i really love um all right so and then going back to star one real quick Mm -hmm. um Sean, have you had a chance to check out the other albums yet? Uh, no. Actually, I would think maybe I did dip into the first one. Uh, Space Metal, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a great that's I mean, great that style. album has songs based on, like, Doctor Who and Star Trek Foy, the, the Voyage Home. <laughs> the song, the Ocean song, it's one of my favorite tracks. It's, oh, it's a classic, uh, yeah. It's about Star, it's Star Trek song. I mean, and then you also have... You know, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, he also does a, 
a cover of Space Oddity, which is amazing on that album. I think I was I think so, I was just trying to find all the any of the Dan Swano stuff. Yeah, it's all good stuff, man. All right, yeah. so we have a <laughs> we have an outline here that we're going to try to stick to, but um, I got a question for you guys. Let's start off. How did you become familiar with Aryan's work or Arion itself? I'll start with Sean, okay. and it, it better not be my what, name. What, are you kidding me? It was from you. <laughs> Actually, no, it wasn't. I, I mean, I can imagine. because I remember hearing, um, no, actually, you, no, okay, it was when Bruce Dickinson did the song for him uh, on, was it, The Flight of the Navigator? Universal um, Migrator. Universal, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. that album was called. Into the Black Hole. Yeah, because um, I was interested in hearing him do like a guest spot because he doesn't really do guest spots. Right. Um, totally. So, and I actually always liked that song. In fact, I was listening to it earlier today and I was like, oh, that's, that's a good use of Bruce Dickinson right there. Yeah. I just, uh, real quick, I just, fin- I just finished the Bruce Dickinson um audio biography the the audio version of it this morning oh, yeah. on the way to work so i've been jamming a lot of iron maiden this week oh, too yeah. so. well funny okay, <laughs> after that after that song ended i was like oh that's so good and then the rest of the day i was just listening to bruce dickinson solo stuff so <laughs> <laughs> right nothing wrong with that uh what about you dave what, what was your first uh, foray into Aryan's music so like officially it was kind of a uh, simultaneously Stream of Passion, and then it was uh, The Human Equation. Okay. So it was kind of like, but I didn't know he was doing Stream of Passion up until later on. So I didn't kind of connect the dots. So Oh, really? Yeah, I had not connected the dots because I was like, well, I'm hearing, I'm hearing Marcella. She's awesome. Um, and it was that uh, Out in the Real World, I think it was that album. Yep. And so yep, the, the very first album. Yeah, and so that's when I was like, "Oh, this is fucking awesome!" And then I uh, uh, embrace the storm with their first album. Out in the real world was one of the songs on it. Okay, so yeah, which we're actually going to play a live version of from the Arion. Um, oh yeah, uh, one of the Arion live albums. Okay. So that's one of my favorite tracks from them from Stream of Passion. Yeah. So before we move on, so we can say that Stream of Passion he does these really cool. He, he, he finds really good vocalists, and he really uh, found a great vocalist with Marcelo Bovio and uh, decided, I'm going to create this whole project just based on your voice. Mm-hmm. So that's, why, that's how Stream of Passion came to be. Is, is that correct also, that it's her sister also on the other, as the other guitarist? Um, I believe you're right. Um, I could... I know... Uh, I, no, no, it's Lori Lindstrass is, is the, the guitar player on that album. Okay. Who I believe in all the fan. If you're if you're a guy, if you guys are fanboys of Aryan, you know a lot of this stuff. But yeah, they, that's his partner, you know, <laughs> his life partner. Now, um, but yeah, I love that album. Um, some of the later Stream of Passion, not so much when. Um, yeah. You know when he sort of like left the songwriting aspect of it it sort of lost me a little bit but it's still not bad you know you know i just checked uh she did backing vocals live for a couple years yeah okay Okay. so that's what that That makes sense yeah uh for me it was around that time of the human equation i think i might have heard a track before 
but once I I listened to the human equation and I, I that was it for me. Yeah. I was like just fanboy from that point on. And I was working at a um a record store here in Houston at that time and we just happened to have a bunch of used CDs of um I think it was Universal Migrator Part 1. And also I believe um maybe Actual Fantasy, one of the other earlier albums. And at this point I was able to listen to it and so I popped it in and listened to it and I heard that track with Bruce Dickinson, Sean. I was like Yep, I'm buying this. This is my new favorite thing in the world, and uh, <laughs> there was no turning back for me. That uh, me and my that that year that the uh, Human Equation came out is it really it was a it was a great point mm-hmm. in my life. It was just me and my wife listened to that a lot, and it was just, that's still a connecting memory for us. Am I am I right? The voice from the other room. <laughs> She's not listening. She has her headphones on. She's probably listening to the Human Equation right now. <laughs> probably not. But uh, yeah, it it that was. I remember driving to San Antonio to go to the Six Flags with some people, and then and making them listen to that album over and over and over. I'm like, do you know who this is? Do you know who that is? And it was just, it's that geek out moment. That's what I lo- I think that's what I love about Arion is there's all these geek out moments you can have in the band like all these different vocalists and performers and people that are on each track. It's just, it's mind blowing. It really is. Yeah. The, the idea of not only that, I mean, but following those other artists as well. I mean, if you actually did that, you'd have music. You'd be set. I, that's a great point because the music of Arion, the people that are involved in the project had let me, led me to so many other bands that I would probably never listen to before. That's how I became uh, a fan of a threshold because of Damien mm, Wilson. Yeah. Amazing. I love that band. Uh, cheesy prog metal to the nth degree, but I love it. Um, yeah. Same with like Devin Graves stuff. I, I, he's a great vocalist. Absolutely. Um, is there, so what about you, Sean? And we'll ask Dave, but was there any other bands you discovered from Arion and then the people involved? Um, I, I mean, I guess just by reputation, the only person I can think of is um, Marcelo Bovio. Mm. But I think that I, I don't know, I, may have, I might have come to that independently after... Because Arion, because Arjun wasn't part of the rest of their albums, right? He was only on the. What's that? I'm he sorry? was only on the first album, first stream of passion. That's correct. That is correct. Yeah. So I think in the live album, the live thing they put out right after that. Yeah, I think live in the real world. I think it what it was. I guess I was, I was aware of her just as a vocalist. Yeah. Yeah. She she was great. Uh, I think it was Human Equation, which really solidified her her vocals. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then he's like, "I'm, I'm going to do a project with you. Here you go." <laughs> yeah, huh. he did that with some uh, other bands too, like let's um, the band Ambion. Right. I don't know if you ever heard that. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit more mellow, a little bit more uh, uh, in, industrial flavored. Uh, a lot of the electronic music elements in Just it. Just like some tri hop trip trip hop or whatever that's called. <laughs> trip hop. There's a good word for yeah. it. I think Sean, you would dig that one quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, that was like a really young singer. She um, was fourteen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's her name? Her name was 
Uh, Astrid Van Der mm-hmm. Veen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great album. If you haven't heard that Ambion album, yeah, uh, really good. Um, we're, we're already getting into the solo ship, but then we're going to get into Arion. But um, let's talk about Guilt Machine, Tw- two thousand nine. That is one of my favorite projects from him. Besides Arion, that Guilt Machine album is so good. Um, the lead singer on on that album is a guy named Jasper Steverlick. Um, he's a pop rock artist, um, and hmm. I never had never really heard him before. Um, but if you have not heard that Guilt Machine album, it's so good, so emotional, so it's not super Arion style, yeah. but anything that that Arian Lucasen touches has this element of his production style. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an Arion track. You know, he's had his hands in it because it all sounds his production style is really good it's really amazing a lot of technical uh a lot of heavy scent stuff and i love like the Roland shit and like yeah. the the heavy um deep purple influences in the 70s prog rock and you can always hear a track even if you don't know who it is and know that he's had his hands in that production you know what i mean it has that that christmas to it yeah you know, I, I heard Guilt Machine a few times, and it's getting me better. I, I'm like I'm getting it more and more each time. the The first time, I'm glad to hear. Absolutely hated it the first time. What? Yeah, the first time around. Um, so on the uh, Electric Castle Live and Other Tales, um, mm-hmm. uh, Damian Wilson actually does a cover of Twist the Twisted Coil version from the Guilt Machine. Yeah. I love that version of it. It's so good. Yeah, that was actually so good. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of, so other uh, projects that he created around uh, his favorite vocalist, um, one of my favorite vocalists of all time, uh, her name has to happens to be Annika Van Giersbergen, mm-hmm. um, and The Gentle Storm, amazing album. Yeah. Um, like we talked about earlier, heavy, and then there was like uh, a lighter acoustic version on the same like the yin and yang, the version of that album, which was phenomenal. That was nobody does that. Yeah, who does that? <laughs> yeah, and and to see the the to, to first of all to have the vision to do something like that, you know, and it's like why why work twice as hard? Well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, do me a favor as we're going through this episode. Um, if I fanboy out too much, pull the reins back on me. <laughs> you can. You guys have my permission for that. Especially you, Sean. Hey, man, this is your this is your thing. <laughs> there you go. Um, so what else? Uh, so um, I guess we can before we get into the Arion stuff, we're going to play a track from Arion, then we're going to talk about some of the albums and stuff like that. But I did want to talk about his band that he was in before starting his own solo career. He was in a band, very eighties, uh, heavy metal. Uh, there was a band called Bodine, and then he was in a band called Vengeance. Uh, I was really close to playing something from the Vengeance album because there's a bunch of albums, but I, I actually have one of them on vinyl, which I found at a record convention like a cool. year ago or so, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, very 80s uh, influenced mm-hmm. heavy metal, which is really cool. And you can definitely hear his, um, his, his writing style on it. And then he did a solo album called uh, Waves of Sorrow, Pools of Joy. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he got that lyric from. 
but he did. Um, of course, that's uh, you know one of the infamous Beatles lyrics, <laughs> and that uh, I, I think that uh, he's definitely influenced by the Beatles a lot, like most musicians uh, are. Yeah, I mean it's it's heavy in in prevalent in mostly everything. I would say. Oh yeah, definitely harmonies, vocal styles, yes, everything. A lot of. Um, definitely. Uh, and then he did a, uh, another album that's sort of uncredited, which is weird called, uh, strange hobby, which is mm. just all cover songs. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. No. Um, so he covers like pink Floyd, the Beatles, the who, the kinks, uh, and he actually covers the monkeys. Uh, he covers, wait, you know Go what? Ahead. I think that's a bonus uh, on, um, he had, what's that other album he did? Um, ah, it looks uh, something a new level or um, are you talking about the one that came out uh, which one are you talking let about let me see if I can find it it's the one where um, I think it's called pink pink something pink bubbles or pink what is bubbles it called? go ape <laughs> no that no, not, 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 not them I'm sorry not Halloween is it um, we're gonna no, not Halloween. We're going to get into that because uh, we're going to play, be playing a song from that album, actually. Okay. Speaking of Beatles, uh, very influenced by the Beatles on that album. Um, but we'll get into that. The Lust, Lust in the New, new, yep. new Real. Which, I there's a re-release of the vinyl. That's one I don't have on vinyl. Yeah. That's available from this record label in Europe. And I was I'm so close to ordering it, but the shipping is is more Awful. than the album Shit. is, which is so annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hate that. That um, that um, those covers that you're talking about, does that yep. does that include um, Blue Oyster Cult? Uh, no. Okay, it does not. Okay, it's because I'm looking at the tracks here, and there's he does I does that's he does a Blue Oyster Cult song, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, or the, the old version of Ghost, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> the original. The original. <laughs> the OG Ghost. <laughs> but I actually, uh, you know, anybody that listens to the show and people that know me know I'm a huge fan of the monkeys. So yeah. uh, I think we're actually going to, I'm going to play an audible here. We're going to play a track from the Strange Hobby album. And then we're going to get into an Arion track. So I'm going to play the cover version of daydream believer, which is if you've never heard it before, it's very interesting, very cool. Um, a little very, a little bit different than the original, but he's a vocalist on this entire album, which I love. And then we're going to get into a track from the very first Aryan album on, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm done right. with that one. I love that. And I hate the saying, but I was today years old when I found out that the vocalist on that track is Barry Hay, the singer from the band Golden Earring. Radar Love, man. I did not know that. <laughs> That's so cool. I did, when you told me that, I was like, what? It, it sort of blew me away when I heard that. So yeah. uh, let's get into this next uh, segment of music then, and we'll be right back. Could 
Welcome back to MSR Cast, the Arjun Extravaganza, episode hey. 265. Can you believe it took 265 episodes to get here? Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised. Um, <laughs> so we are starting to venture in to the music of Arion. We just heard um, the track, which is one of my favorite songs from the final experiment, the first Arion official, uh, official album. Um, the final experiment he re-released this event uh down the road sort of remastered version which clay included a bonus disc with sort of like reworked acoustical um right reworked versions of songs from the album but i mean uh great tracks on me eyes of time uh sail away to avalon um listen to the waves um it's where he really introduces like the storyline of what arion is um because when he left Vengeance, he was he tried to put out a solo album, didn't really work, and then he created this Arion was supposed to be a solo album, and then it, it turned into the just the project overall. Um, and you have people on this album, like we said, um, Barry Hay, Arion sings on it uh, a lot. Um, Ian Perry, Ed Reekers, a lot of people that he worked with in his career. Yeah. Uh, over the years are on this first album um and uh we're gonna we're gonna try <laughs> i guess a little bit to talk about the uh the meaning uh in the storylines behind the project of arion it's very long very convoluted and very hard to to follow i know there are hardcore fans out there that might be listening to this episode that know way more about the storyline than I do. And, uh, I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, but there's just so much going on with 
in in every almost every single album in the project is based on this uh, ba- basic storyline, and we're gonna get to that. But uh, have, were you guys a fan of this album before the final experiment? Um, you know, so so when it comes to this one, I actually have the remastered one, right? So with the acoustic yep. songs and everything, so which kind of I I'm kind of hoping that doesn't mess up too much the, for the next album because I heard the revisited one, right? So, oh, so, yeah, yeah, we're getting, yeah. So yeah. when it comes to this one, I actually uh, it took me a while. Because I'm so used to from, you know, the human equation and, um, you know, I'm, I'm used to, you know, Electric Castle, the big production value and and the different instruments. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Arion Light at this. At sure, I can, I can feel that. This is like his first foray mm-hmm. into what he was... Uh, trying to accomplish, um, I don't think he went full force yet. He was he was still ba- dipping his toes yeah. in the water of what he could do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have we're talking about the next album already, Actual mm-hmm. Fantasy, and there was a a revisited, remastered, reworked version of this album. And in my opinion, this album is sort of like the the precursor to what he was doing with Star One because this didn't really play into the overarching storyline of what Arion was. But it uh, it pulled uh, different influences, ba- songs based on science fiction films and in, in TV shows. So it w- it's basically the first Star One album, but not being Star One. You right. know what I mean? And uh, his first collaboration with uh, longtime drummer Ed Warby from one of my favorite underrated death metal bands of all time, Gorefest. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Phenomenal drummer. Um we're going to get into some of the musicians that have been involved, but Ed Warby is, he's an absolutely beast of a drummer. And, uh, I don't, he really is an integral part of what the band sounds like, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and the dude's got some pipes. Uh, did you hear him on, uh, that's the universe. Yeah, he, it's he, true. <laughs> that was outstanding. Um, all right. So, how do you? What do you want to guys? Let's do this next. Um, we're gonna. We don't want to talk about all the albums in a row, but let's talk about some of our uh, favorite performers that have been on Ariana albums. And we can talk about because, like, he's run the gamut of people involved mm-hmm. in this in these projects. So, uh, Sean, do you want to start first, please? I know who you're gonna say. Roy Khan. Well, I mean, Bruce Dickinson is the obvious go. one. I, I mean, because you know, I think that's a that's a skill in itself is picking a guest vocalist and knowing what to do with that guest vocalist. Yep. Um, I'm not a fan of the way certain singers have been used on the area on the albums mm-hmm. I've heard, but the Bruce Dickinson example, it's like you know what he can do with his voice, you know that you need to just get out of the way and just let him have the runway and design and write a song that gives him that runway and to, to really just build, you know, center riffs and everything around his vocal line. Um, I mean, that's maybe the best thing I've ever heard him do. I, I did also like the Hanzi Tobias oh, Samet, yeah. um, uh, on the yeah. source. Um, 
Well, Journey to Forever. I thought that was a really great combination song. of their vocals together Fucking, is, is amazing. It was only three minutes or four minutes yeah. long, or three three minutes long, and it's just. And I was just like, oh, if you if you just gave that an <laughs> extra minute and a half. And he usually does. He usually has you know longer songs, but uh, it's just how it worked out. So let's go over some of the uh, some of the vocalists that he's had in over these albums. Uh, Amanda Somerville, uh, Andy Darris from Halloween, Annika Van Giersberg, and of course, we've we're going to talk about her. I'm sure yeah. a lot. Um, Barry Hay, we mentioned Golden Earring, another great vocalist. Bob Catley from Magnum, who I actually saw with Avantasia a few years ago. Cool. Um, some guy named Bruce Dickinson. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. Yeah, he's on there. <laughs> um, Cammy Gilbert, which was a good surprise for me, um, from Ocean of the Slumber, local Houston band, phenomenal vocalist, one of my favorites. Uh, Christina Scabia from Lacuna Coil, Damian Wilson, uh, Daniel Gildenlau from Pain of Salvation, mm-hmm. D. Snyder, uh, some dude named Devin Townsend. <laughs> you guys ever heard of him? <laughs> Sean, any 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 recollection on that guy? Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't done the Devin episode. Wait, uh, yeah. Give me time. We're now now that this is a precedent. Yeah, yeah. We're doing on that one. Episode two sixty six. Devin Graves, Dead Soul Tribe, he used uh, ex Psychotic Waltz. Well, not X because they put an album out a couple years ago. Uh, Ed Reekers, um, uh, Fabio Leon, uh, Fish, yeah. the legendary Fish. Yeah. Floor Johnson, uh, Gary Hughes, uh, George Austin Oist Oist I, I hope I'm pronouncing the name right. Uh, from Orphanage, that great underrated band too. Uh, Hansi from Blind Guardian, uh, Heather Finley, uh, Irene Johnson, uh, of course James Labrie, one of my favorite parts of uh, the Human Equation. Yeah. Um, let's see, I'm going down the line here. Um, Johan Edlin from Tiamat. Um, Johan James, the actual drummer from Threshold, sings on the on Transitus, which is amazing. Um, Jonas Renksi from Akatatonia. Uh, Jorn fucking Lande. You got to say fucking when you say his name. Absolutely. George fucking Lande. We're at the Avantasia show. There was a guy wearing that shirt. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um Lana Lane, uh, I haven't heard her name in a long time. Uh, Magnus uh, Equal from The Quill, Marcella Bovio. Um, I'm skipping over some of them here. Marco Hitala. How, how do you say it? Hayatala? Hayatala, I think. No. Sean? Hi, yeah, Hayatala. Okay. Uh, Nightwish. Uh, Michael Erickson from Circus Maximus. Of course, you have Mike Mills, Toe Hider, Michael Ackerfeld. Uh, if I have to tell you what band he's in, you're not a metalhead. Um, Neil Morris from X, from uh, Transatlantic Xbox Beard, uh, Niles K. Rue from Pagan's Mind, uh, Peter Daltrey, uh, Ralph Shapers from Primal Fear. Um, let's see, going down the list here: Robert Westerholt with Temptation, Russell fucking Allen again, um, Simone Simons, uh, Steve Lee from Godhard, uh, Timo Cotipelto. Uh, Tom England from Evergrey, uh, Tommy Gil- Giles Rogers between the buried and me. I think he was a great choice. Tommy Karavik from Camelot, uh, Ty Tabor, uh, King's X. Um, and I'm going to leave you one of the best for last. Uh, Tobias Samet, Ed Guy, Avantasia, 
they had like this weird com- <laughs> competition between each other because Avantasia is sort of Arion-ish in a way, um, getting different vocalists and all this kind of stuff to be on their albums. So they had this like friendly competition, and they actually wound up doing a song together called Elected, which was the Alice Cooper track. Did you, have you guys ever heard this? No. Uh, Great, I saw... Uh, I did see that they collaborated, but I have not heard it yet. All right. I'm going to throw another audible and we're going to play that track too. I'm throwing that in here because it's great. We got to hear that. Um, so as far as man, musicians, he's worked with so many great people. Um, but out of the vocalist and in some of the artists he's worked with, who have been some of your favorite for me? I mean, it's, it's Annika for sure. I got to see her, uh, open up for, uh, amorphous, uh, years ago uh, awesome show i i definitely agree i i got to meet her and i was definitely starstruck yeah. i it was like that um that chris farley uh skit from snl <laughs> i'm like i'm your biggest fan you're my yeah. biggest fan it was very i felt very she's awkward such a, she her, was so gracious and she was such she was a so, sweetheart man. so exactly her her acoustic uh treatment of that song what was the value of the value of the queen, of oh, the yeah. queen? that was really good yeah, yeah. That, it was a great show what about you sean who's been some of your favorite we mentioned bruce dickinson but done that list who me who are my favorite yeah. artists that have appeared on yeah i mean i think hansi kirsch and tobias samuel <laughs> that's the very top of that list and yeah i i definitely agree i I got I, like we talked about. Uh, we're going to talk more about the Human Equation, but that was the first album that I heard, and I think probably one of the reasons I listened to it because I'm like it had Devin Townsend on it, and then it also had like Michael Ackerfeld, and then it had um, uh, James Labrie. With, I'm not as big as a Dream Theater fan as I used to be, but I still like. I I was a big fan back in the day, and I, probably that's one of the reasons I I went into this album, and it just blew me away and i think the combination of vocalists on that album is probably one of the most perfect ones uh except maybe the source i really like using like tobias Sammet and then hanzi on this on that album it was it was inspired but he's i mean he's had a lot of great vocalists on his album so my next question before we're gonna we're gonna play a track is who do you want to see who has any had on an album that you would like to hear that's rough i know this is a hard this is a it's a hard question no sean do you have it do you have anything i mean he had he had um zahir from mirath on the on one of those albums right on the source uh, right? yeah you're right Zahir Zor- got yeah from mirath yeah. okay i was gonna say if he hadn't he should have him um you know who i would like to see is um i forget his name the singer from uh, Anathema, or Anathema, however you want to describe it. Uh, anathema. We're Texas, dude. It's anathema. anathema. I say Anathema. It's anathema. A, I'm El Paso, man, so I got to, from the hood, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love, is it Daniel Kavanaugh? Uh, yeah. I would love, I would love. Daniel yeah. or Vincent. I mean, both of them are, are oh, great. Dude, for sure. I would love to see that. The Kavanaugh, we'll just say the Kavanaugh yeah, brothers. Say that, we'll for sure. That. I would love to see a collaboration. That's a great. Them. That's a great yeah. one. Uh, I want to hear. Um, I want to hear more, more Tobias Sammet. Um, let's see who who hasn't he used that would be really good. Um, 
You know who I want to hear? I want to hear uh, the vocalist from Death Angel. Mark Asaguada. Right. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Yeah. Mark Asaguada. It's hard mm-hmm. to say, but yeah, there you go. That's an um, interesting choice. He'd be great, wouldn't he? A, a, a more of a, like a thrashy version of one of their songs. But um, who else would be good? Uh, I'm trying to think here. Um, I put myself on the spot here. <laughs> you know what I would like to hear? I would like to hear John Bush on, oh, a, yeah. on a fucking Arion track. I think he would yeah. kill it. I mean, I mean, have um, you heard uh, Armored Saint and, and some of the some of those albums are his voice is outstanding. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think you're right. Ar- the Armored Saints from uh, Germany. <laughs> when the Armored Saint played a long time ago here in Houston, they advertised him as the Armored Saints from Germany. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> they're like from LA or something. <laughs> Yeah, they're in a, they're a California <laughs> band, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think who else would be really good. Uh, modern vocalist, um, Snowy Shaw would be good, right? Oh, dude. Snowy would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mm-hmm. very theatrical. His his last album was badass too, by the way. Um, yeah. Oh, Snowy's, yeah. yeah. That was interesting. Was it that? song i really loved uh this is the march of the dwarves or oh such so yeah. so good you know i think it would be great uh yokim mm. uh cans yeah. from uh from from hammerfall yeah. i think he would be cool what do you think about um, modern day like now i mean i guess it would be have to be rob halford yeah i i, I love fucking halford yeah. he's he has not ever lost yeah. it um i think that would be that's a, a really inspired choice uh, I'm going to say Michael Kiske would be mm-hmm. amazing. Anytime, just put Tobias and Michael Kiske on any project and I'm happy. The way they harmonize together, like on Avantasia, throw that into an, the Arion mix, and I'm a happy boy. <laughs> that's, all got, that's all I got to say. Um, what about some modern death I, metal? He doesn't use a lot oh, of death metal stuff. But, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That would be Chef's Kiss right there. Um, if you guys out there listening to the show and you have your, who, who do you want to see on an Arion album, uh, tweet at us at MSRcast or, you know, check out the Metal Geeks, um, group on Facebook. I, we're going to post us there and then come and hang out and talk about it. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, let's, we're going to play a song and then we're going to, we're going to sink in our heads who else we want to hear when we come back. So, um. Let's actually get into that elected track because it's so cool. I'm happy to share it with everybody who has not heard it. And then we're going to get into a track from The Human Equation. We're going to play Day 3, Pain, mm. which I think is the first track I ever heard by the band. Uh, James Labrie, Heather Finley, Devin Graves, and Devin Townsend. Being Devin Townsend at the most. <laughs> so uh, check it out. We'll be right back. Be elected. 
love to them this way Beyond this dejection there's beauty and grace A glorious future we long to embrace We're back to the show, my friends. Uh, it's been a this is this is a great episode so far. We just heard uh, a couple tracks. One was Arion versus Aventasia. The track was elected. That's from an EP they put out together. Um, of course, the the classic Alice Cooper track. Um, they put that out together because, like we said earlier, there is just so much comparison, and they had like this friendly competition between them. I love the little jab at the end uh, of of. Toby saying, um, you know, talking about what's your album coddled? It's a uh, 11 million number. And then he's like, yeah, those are my album sales. <laughs> I just think that's great. And it, like Sean pointed out while we were listening to it, this was like 10 years before Tobias Samet was on the Source album. Right. So that's a cool little thing, right? Because that album came out, the, the, the Source was... 2017 so we've skipped a couple albums let's talk about a couple albums here um into the electric castle next which i think is in my opinion maybe one of the penultimate albums from the band easily right i I definitely agree no i mean this is where i think you know what what i always say um with slayer for example uh Mm -hmm. when they made rain and blood they became slayer Officially, that's yep. uh, Arion became Arion in Into the Electric Castle. On this yeah, album. For sure. I totally agree on that one. Uh, the original version came out uh, in 1998. Um, it was the band's first double album. Uh, I have like way too many copies of this album. <laughs> I have a, I have like two or three CD versions. I have the vinyl remaster and release and all that kind of stuff. Um, I remember finding like the original fat two-pack version remember those old cd cases that were super huge when they had two two a double disc and i found it at uh zia records in vegas the last time i was there and i and i posted about it and arian actually commented on it he's like an oldie but a goodie and classic version or something like that um before we move on i i do want to mention how how cool is it that uh arian lukinson is such a relatable guy. He's such, uh, he's so appreciative and loving of his fan base that you can reach out to him and he'll record an intro for a fucking podcast. Right. He'll respond to people talking to him on, on the internet. He's, is, he appreciates and loves every single one of his fans and it comes through and is the way he treats everybody and it comes through is his music. And, uh, that's just so cool that, it, and, as fans, if you're listening, I know you're a fan. It's uh, one of the coolest things about him that makes him his music and his him as a as a person so approachable. 
Yeah, so that that's the the other thing too is that, and plus he's like so humble. <laughs> yeah. He, he's uh-huh. like, "Oh, I don't know how to play guitar. I don't have, uh, Yeah, I'm not yeah, a good singer. I'm not a good singer." Yeah, and I I understand the whole stage fright or the people get yeah. nervous. But when he's like, "Oh, no, it's you know, little old me, I don't know how to play guitar, you know, like humble brag, let's do it. Sure. Come on, dude. You yeah. can do it. You're it's it's enough you're worth it." I mean, it. the dude's got chops. <laughs> And then some. Yes. You know? Yeah. Totally. Um, uh, so let's let's into the Electric Castle. Um, do you guys have a favorite track on that album? I do. Uh, hold on, let me get that real quick. Oh yeah. Uh, so while you're looking that up, while you're, while you're remembering by by looking something up, classic, um, the Mirror Maze. I love that song. Uh, Valley of the Queens comes from this album. Yeah. <clears throat> one, one of my favorite songs by by this um, by Arion really, um, and this album you have uh, Annika's on mm-hmm. it, of course. Yeah. Uh, Damien Wilson, uh, phenomenal. He's he's ultimately people the Robin Williams of the metal world. Because if you look at him, he lo- he totally looks Dude, like Robin Williams. I've been saying that from the beginning. <laughs> I'm yep. like, that's Robin Williams, man. Um, Yep. So, getting to your to your question, <laughs> uh, I like the trio of the Castle Hall, Tower of Hope, and Cosmic Fusion. Yeah. Castle Hall is oh, a great track. Too. Yeah, I mean th- that, those three, awesome. Isis and, o- and Osiris, mm-hmm. man, one of the best Arion tracks. Um, and it, what and there's there's elements, there's different parts to these songs that make up one long song. Um, that's why it was hard to play a lot of <laughs> pick a lot of music to play on this episode yeah. because I don't want to waste time. Not, not I said that wrong. I don't want to play a song that's eleven, twelve minutes because there was a couple of tracks that I really wanted to pick, but I wanted to let our our voices do the talking. If you know what right. I mean. I think if there's one thing to be learned, if you're gonna get yourself into his projects or just Arion, is to be very patient. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest. Uh, like something to consider when you're listening to his, his albums because either they're double albums or there's a lot of mini interludes in between that they all go together yep. and you just you're exactly. going to go in for the ride just go and you know it's kind of like when I listened to Diabolical Masquerade when when they oh, released yeah. that uh, Death's Design album and it's just done in chunks you know you just play it from the beginning and just let it go you know it's um that's I think that's I think it's important if there's other people who don't, you know, are not uh, initiated yet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Um, I I don't want to say. I mean, yeah, I guess Arion. If you're not a huge prog fan, it could be a hurdle to get into because it's very prog influenced. But there's a lot of really heavy elements on some of these albums. Um, the songwriting is so good. My other computer just like rebooted because it didn't care. Um, uh, the songwriting is so good. The the performances are so good. Production is so good. Uh, if you like, if you're into metal at all, I I, I I encourage you to listen to more of this band. You're gonna find something that you enjoy. You know, and to add to that, I think if you have a significant other or or a friend who is not into metal. I think mm. this is a beautiful way to bridge that gap, and because you know it, to, it's like that gateway exactly, drug. It's a perfect gateway. 
Because just Stargate. like we talked about discovering Stargate. Stargate. Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I can deal with that. I mean, just like we talked about, we've discovered bands and other from this project. Uh, if you're like you said, you might just this gateway Stargate into <laughs> um, into the metal world will introduce you to so many different vocalists and styles that you'll find something else that you're going to really get into just yeah. from that. I think that's really yeah. cool. Um, let's get into the two part uh, mm. Universal Migrator albums. Yeah. Uh, it could have been a double album, but it was released in two separate uh, times. At the same time? Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know why it wasn't released as a double album, but I guess somebody at the record label made that decision. They thought it could sell better, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it, my my understanding was, and I, I don't know if you read the same, is that he wanted to appease both types of crowd, the prog rock and the prog metal peeps. Okay, and, and that makes sense. What ended up happening is, it, they both sold just uh, just as much. So, oh, yeah, that's true. Because like, uh, um, "Fly the Migrator" was a little bit heavier than "Dream Sequencer." Uh, yes, um, by far, by far. I mean, ah, God damn it, that one's so good. <laughs> Part two, yeah. <laughs> I mean. There's a lot of good tracks like on uh, the Dream Sequencer, the first part, part one. Um, I mean, the the track My House on Mars with mm. uh, Johan Edlund from TMAD and Floor Johnson. Yeah. It's great. You, you know, the one that really did it for me was um, One Small Step. Okay. Yeah. I can I can definitely see that. That was uh, Ed Reekers and Lana Lane. Yeah, that, that one, it's just it's and it's again it's that uh, I'm not trying to sound mean, but it's like those nerdy, <laughs> those sounds that coming, you know, like it just it brings you to that. Yeah, that, he paints that uh, that landscape, and it's beautiful, you know. Yep, and then uh, we have the second part of that album, uh, the Flight of the Migrator. Mm-hmm. Every time I, I want to think of that, I think of that '80s movie, the Disney movie *Flight of the Navigator*. Yeah. Every time I hear that, I, I just imagine like that, that the, <laughs> the yeah, spaceship. The when I hear this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's weird, um, but this is the album that features Bruce Dickinson right. on it, uh, *Into the Black Hole*. Uh, Andy Darris is on this album. Russell Allen, Ralph Sheepers, Tommy, Timo Cotipelto, uh, Fabio Leone, phenomenal vocalist on this album, and it's such a. I, I don't want to say it's one of it's an underrated album from his career, but it's it's not really one that's talked about that much, you know. I think it might be under the radar, you know. But it does have one of my favorite Arion tracks, pit, top five for sure. Dawn of a Million Souls oh, is on this God. album. Absolutely. What remember you talking about when I heard how uh, when I heard uh, the Human Equation? I went back. This is the first album that I heard after Human Equation. Mm. And it was Dawn of a Million Souls that that really solidified my yeah. fandom right there. I heard that track. I'm like, yep, I'm in. This and is it's it. the it's the boys, man. It's Russell Allen and Damian Wilson together. You know, it's yeah. In that track, eventually, um, it, Rock Band had this uh, service for a while. It was called Rock Band Network. Did you remember this? Hmm. No. Um, they had. Uh, you know, they had DLC, you could buy all these other tracks, but they actually had this rock band network, which was 
more rare and underground stuff. So this track was released for Rock Band uh, as well as a couple of Devin Townsend tracks. There was a Ziltoid track (laughs) where (laughs) Devin actually made fun of people playing with plastic guitars on the track, but (laughs) it's super meta. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But uh, I, I used to have Rock Band parties all the time, and... I used to make people sit through this track over and over every time. Like, let's play Arion. They didn't know what they were getting into. <laughs> Dude, that's cool. Great. I didn't even know they had that uh, service. Yeah, I don't know if you can still get it, but it's like I reinstalled Rock Band on my my new Xbox, and some of those tracks are just gone to the other. Even though I paid for them, I, I don't have access mm-hmm. to it anymore, you yeah. know? I'm sure they're on my old 360 or whatever. Maybe I don't remember which system it even was on, but I'm sure they're there somewhere, yeah. you know? Um, so that leads us to the tw- 2004 release, The Human Equation. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, uh, and we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to try to dissect a little bit of the, the, the Arion storyline for, a, we're going to try. Um, but this album totally, uh, a little bit different than most of the other albums he released previously. Total, the storyline is basically a guy gets into a car accident and he's in a coma, and uh, most of the the songs are about him being in a coma. And the different vocalists are the different parts of his mind and emotions uh, fighting with each other. You know what I mean? The, um, there's a definite like Shyamalan twist. That- <laughs> yeah. We can we can spoiler. I mean, this is like seventeen years old now. You know, the spoiler in the at the album at the end of the album is that it actually is part of the Arion storyline. It's just yeah. uh, the the dream sequencer yeah. uh, Turn, turns so off. Right? Imagine it's yeah. Imagine it being like in Star Trek. What's the uh, they go into that room where they go into other? You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm not a big. I can't think of what it is, but some Star Trek fans yelling yeah. at me. <laughs> um, but Sean, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> well, they go in Star Trek. I know no. there's a room they can go into and they can travel to other places. And it's like, this, this like virtual reality thing. Okay. What, whatever. Uh, I'm a star Wars guy. I don't apologize for that, <laughs> but, um, right. <laughs> oh, sorry. If you're, if you're yelling at your, wherever you listen to this, if you're yelling at us, we apologize right now. Um, uh, so, I mean, this is the album that has James Labrie as the guy who gets in the accident in the coma. Uh, Michael Ackerfeld is Fear. You have Eric Clayton from Savior Machine, which is a great band. Uh, Reason, Heather Finley, she used to be in a band called Mostly Autumn. Um, she plays Love. Uh, Irene Jansen is Passion. Um, Magnus Ekwall from The Quill, uh, Pride. Um uh, Devin Graves, uh, Agony, Arian Lukinson is the best friend in the, in the story. Um, Marcelo Bovio uh, is the wife. Um, Mike Baker, Shadow Gallery, phenomenal mm-hmm. band if you've never heard yeah. them. Um, uh, and uh, rest in peace, of course, to Mike Baker. He passed away 2000, late 2000, 2008, um, unfortunately. Uh, Devin Townsend is Rage. Uh, and Peter Daltrey as voice, uncredited cameo. He's just the voice. But um, 
And they even took this and made this into uh, a live-action musical, uh, The Live Equation, yeah. which, have you watched that? Love it. Do you really? I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I, it was a little over the... I'm not a big musical guy, that style, so it was a little over the top for me. And the, just the production on the DVD was very lackluster to me. They made up for it on the next one, the Arion Universe, yeah, for no, sure. Um, I love the idea that most of the, a lot of the characters, well, not a lot of them, but James was there. I mean, there were a lot of people on there, but I mean, I don't know. I, I really liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a little over top. It was a little bit uh, Broadway-esque. You know what I mean? It was... It, I mean, how else can you do it, though? Yeah, you know? but I mean... I mean, I wonder if he would have done it like the way he did, let's say, for example, um, Universe or Electric Castle, right? Like, where they just pop out, they just come out instead of it, it's everyone's already just there, kicking back and hanging out. You know, I wonder if that would have been a better. Oh, it was called the Theater Equation. That's the what theater it was called. Equation, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy it though, and I, and I gotta tell you, man. In the I guess in the. If you're listening to it on the on CD or whatever, Arjun is not much of a best friend. <laughs> if you're listening to it, him and his uh, wife, you know. But I mean that that's the whole story. They're pl- they're they're plotting. They're planning. Yeah, they have things in in what they yeah. want. Plans are in motion. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, it it is what it is. I'm. It's just you know. Um. So uh, let's get into. We've talked a lot about Arion. Let's. We've talked a little bit about his solo albums. Um, let's talk about Lost in the New World. Okay. And uh, we're going to play a track from that in a few minutes. We're going to play a track called "When I'm 164." And I have a cool story. I think I might have mentioned this on uh, the show before. And Dave, I sent you this video earlier. We might even link it. Uh, in the Metal Geeks Facebook group, uh, if you, I, I might share it again. Uh, it was actually on <laughs> the Arion website for a little while under fan made videos. So, uh, back in the day, ten years ago, I was in film school, and uh, we had a project assigned to us. We had to create a music video, right? Uh, I didn't know what to do. I was, I was, I debated. I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to to Arian. And ask him, hey, can I use a track? Because off of your new solo album, Lost in the Real World. And the track that I really wanted to do was the track when I'm 164. Because I had this idea in my in my head um, of an old guy, a guy falls asleep. He wakes up and he's old and doesn't know what's going on. But he's he's sort of trapped. In, he's young. His, his mind is still there, but he's trapped in an old man's body. Mm-hmm. That was my vision of it, and you watched it earlier. What do you think my vision came through, or was I totally off base? Yeah. No, yeah, it it it, it comes through. That's all I was telling you. I love the editing because just the way he's just he just snoozes on the by the tree, wakes up, he's like, "Holy shit," you know, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you're right. He's just in that uh that wheelchair. I just love it. Did I say "Lost in a New World"? Is "Lost in a New Real"? Yes, is the name of the album. Yes. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm fact-checking myself. 
But yeah, if you're interested in watching the video that we did, uh, I it was a, a you know we got a good grade on it, and I showed it to him, and he liked it enough to put it on his website for a while. So that's pretty killer right there. Hell yeah. Um, it was a good, it was a fun time. I, I I have a lot of good memories of shooting those couple days. Um, at that, it, we we actually the girl that I was working with, uh, her name was Jen, and she worked at this uh, <laughs> retirement home, <laughs> and we were shooting in this retirement home. And the scene, the scene where our, our actor uh, was eating, like the Jello, and and there was like all these. It was like actually in <laughs> the room, and there was a bunch of people looking at us, like not understanding what the fuck was going on. <laughs> it was it was phenomenal. <laughs> all these old people just like, <laughs> what is going on? We don't understand this, but uh, it was a good time. You're like, this um, is rock and roll, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, even this album is sort of, uh, part of the storyline in a way. Um, this is the first time he actually had, uh, well, not the first time, but the, uh, narrator that narrates the whole album was the legendary Rudger Howard. Rest in peace. yeah. Yeah. There was a, man, there was a couple of shows, conventions where he was scheduled and he canceled at the last minute. And I was so wanting to bring this to him to get this for him to sign it. Just never yeah, happened. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I've probably been the only guy <laughs> at this comic book convention bringing him <laughs> this <laughs> album to get autographed, you know? Yeah. I, would, I just wanted to talk to him about his experience, you know? Yeah. And he's also Dutch, isn't he? I, yeah, I believe yeah. so. So that makes sense. Yeah. Neighbors. But. Was he in the studio with him? Uh, I don't think. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he was in the, in the actual studio or not, or he just you know did it on his own. They added it in like what he does a lot because uh, Aryan likes to work before the pandemic. Of course, <laughs> likes to have all of these people in his home studio, and there's sometimes where he can. He's talked about that. Um, I talked to Cami actually about her experience in the studio we should uh we talked about getting her on the show um to talk about her experience uh with Aryan working on that Arianne album plus uh the new Oceans of Slumber album is coming out real soon um so I, that might be something is a sequel to this maybe but yeah she had a lot of cool stories about working with him in the studio but uh and and they, he releases a lot of behind the scenes on some of the um deluxe versions you know they're always fun to watch but uh this album uh very 60s influenced uh um yeah uh very beatles-esque on this album uh especially the song when i'm 164 which of course is you know a play off the beatles track when i'm when i'm 64 which (laughs) i think they need to rename that when i was 64 at this point but (laughs) But he also has the, the just you get the deluxe version also comes with a bunch of cover song, tracks. Uh, he does Frank Zappa. He does Led Zeppelin. There's the your Blue Oyster Cult, the v- veteran of the Psychic so Wars. That's the, Great that's track. That's the one, right? The deluxe version. Okay. Yep. That's what exactly. I'm right now. Okay. Uh, Pink Floyd, Welcome to the Machine, which is really cool. Uh, Alan Parsons Project. Every time I hear that name, it reminds me of that <laughs> that line from Austin the uh, Austin yeah, Powers yeah. movie. <laughs> the Alan Par- Parsons Project. Uh, wait a minute. I don't know if we can use that name. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, I think this should be no. maybe your next uh, foray into his career. It's a really cool album. I think I'll dig it a lot. You're on uh, board? Rutger Hauer. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's, it's fun. I'm on board with him. It's not, I mean, it's not really heavy at all. You know, it's just a nice rock album. Um, it's yep. his, I think it's true. His self, you know, like. His, yeah, his the the hippie himself comes out on this album for yeah. sure, but it still has the same sound, same production, yeah. uh, which you know it, it's a signature sound. It really is. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into a track. This is going to be uh, what we just talked about when I'm 164 from the album called Lost in the New Real. This is Aryan Anthony Lukinson. Uh, from his solo album. We'll be right back. Modern science has extended human life. But is longevity what you really want? Be careful what you wish for. Come on, face the music. the Arjun extravaganza um yeah there was a lady in your video looking dead <laughs> at, right at the camera when 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 the guy was sitting there eating she, jello she and cornbread or whatever she? he was eating yep. she was just what are these young the people doing yeah. here while we're trying to eat our jello what's going on yeah she looked affronted <laughs> i know it was great that was such a that was a, such a fun shoot for that video I'm glad he enjoyed it too. Um, if you want to check it out, 
I, I might try to put it at the Metal Geeks website, metalgeeks.com or msrcast.com. Actually, metalgeeks.net, I'm sorry, msrcast.com, and we'll definitely link it on the Metal Geeks Facebook group, uh, Metal Geek Society. Um, all right, so moving on, let's talk about 01011001, the, uh, not, not the clutch track. Oh, I love that song, actually. I know. I mean, me too. How, who who else but Clutch can make a catchy version of, of binary. numerical <laughs> binary code? You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, did you did one you guys of my translate that yet? For what's for that? Arian? No. Um, it's just the letter Y. Oh, it's the okay. The ASCII ver- value ASCII. of the letter Y. That makes sense now. I never thought about that. But yeah, what planet Y is one of the planets heavily featured in the storyline. That makes a lot of sense now. Um, one of the tracks that I really wanted to play was Age of Shadows. Mm, yes. Love this track. Um, but 11 minutes long, like I was saying. Um, Might not be a prime th- choice. I mean, this is ultimate fandom right here because this track features tom england steve lee daniel gildenlau hansi kirsch floor jansen jonas renxi annika van giersbergen and jorn lande uh, i'm sorry jorn fucking lande right. i had to correct myself um i mean it doesn't get better than that in one track you know what i mean yeah jonas was also outstanding on that i i love his voice and what i what I love about what Aryan does with the vocalist that he gets on, he sort of lets them write their own melodies in a way sometimes. So they play to their own strengths. It's not like he has an idea of how he wants the, the song to be, but um, there are some artists that you can't tell them to sing a certain way. They're going to do what they want to do. I think Devin Townsend was definitely one of them. He basically said, if you want me on the album, here's what it's going to be. Um, and then Mike Mills, Toehider, uh He's such uh, an eclectic and, and unique vocalist. I think Aryan just gives him free reign. He's like, you know what? Do what you want. Especially on this album. He has a lot of range. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, the part where uh, he, he, he really range is like a, a very understated way to say <laughs> it. But I, I just love his, his vocal style, man. This is such a great album. Um, very, very heavy in the Arion lore and the story of the album. Um, but also, I think it's a darker... There is that darker tone to it, and I immediately recognize that. I mean, with just the beginning, the Age of Shadows, and if you just hear that, it's a darker tone to this album. Yeah, definitely. But definitely a lot of um, prog elements oh, yeah, yeah. go through here. For sure. Uh, there's like Jethro Tull and yeah. and definitely there's some Pink Floyd elements on this album for sure, but yeah, yeah. I can see that. This is this is one of the songs uh, like uh, Age of Shadows. If you've never heard the band, it's something I would introduce you to because it it really does run through all the elements that is his style. You know, yeah. Uh, Benisa Wade is really good. Comatose, Annika and Orn Lande on this song. Oh man, it's so good. Uh, Ride the Comet is really I good. I love Ride the uh, Comet, man. Yeah, it's River of Time, another great track. 
Hansi Kirsch and Bob Catley mm-hmm. together. Man. And it's like chocolate peanut butter. You never thought it would go together well, but it does. <laughs> and what do they have? Like a some sort of like string instrument going on and there's always some he that that's the other thing that I enjoy so much is that he brings in all these other folk elements to it. A lot of folk elements, a lot of woodwind yeah, <laughs> elements. Yeah. Um, especially human equation with a lot of there's a lot of interesting like wood you know some of the I don't even know what some of these instruments really are. It's just yeah, he um he definitely utilizes a lot of uh interesting elements into his music. The style like a lot of violin, uh cellos and the uh, dinger dingerudu you know, or what do you call that? Dingerudu. D- there you go. It, I mean, who else but are you can st- fit that in <laughs> fit that into a band. Yeah. But yeah, uh, very cool. So uh, let's move on to the next album real quick, which uh, I might be uh, in the minority here, but uh, maybe my hot take. This is probably my least favorite Ariane album out of the whole career. Same here. Really? A lot of great vocalists on this album, but it just sort of fell flat for me. And I think a lot of it had to do with the way it was sequenced. Uh, Absolutely, that was it for me, dude. I agree with you. Like one part of it's a minute, another part's a minute and a half, another part's two minutes, one three minutes, one minute. Uh, if you listen to it on Spotify, I believe it, it actually breaks it down to four parts. Oh wow! Which cool. makes a little bit, which makes a little bit more sense to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just gotta say it's not my favorite album from them. But it's okay. I mean, there's some good tracks on here. I mean, um, but. And there's really good people on this album too. I mean, you have Christina Scabia and um, Mills again. JB from Grand Grand Magus is on this. Grand Magus, Magus, whatever. Karavik, uh, Tony Karavik, Tommy, Tony Karavik. Uh, Michael Mills is mm-hmm. featured heavily. Marco from Nightwish. I mean, there's really good you, people. But I was really surprised with Christina, uh, in what she was able to do with her, with mm-hmm. her because you know you heard you. If you hear her, if you know her from like Lacuna Coil, I feel yeah. I th- her style is different. And when it was on here, it was oh, like, for sure. Um, she pushed it. You know what I mean? Like she really put put it into it. I I, I definitely agree. Um, Sean, have you heard this album yet? I think I did hear this album a little bit. Um, I can't. I can't pick out See, a song the, or anything like that, but that's the issue with the album. There's yeah. there's melodies and elements that are memorable. Are memorable? Rememberable is not even a word. <laughs> Making it up now. It's at, I'm adding it to the dictionary. <laughs> Rememberable. Um, but overall, it's not what it. I mean, there's elements of his style, but it's just it doesn't do it for me. I don't go back to this album very often. Uh, I and again, I, I. I th- agree with you and I credit that to the the idea of the sequencing on this if it was in bigger better chunks you know again mm-hmm. the six or seven maybe eight minutes um, this one I would say I you mean, need the patience I mean you definitely need patience on this one I mean yeah you definitely need patience on this one I mean the musicians on it are great yeah. I mean uh, Rick Wakeman from um you know, XES member is on here. Keith Emerson, Emerson Lake at Palmer, uh, Jordan Rudez, Steve Hackett from Genesis. Okay. Um, 
Troy Donicky Donick Lee from Nightwish. He's credited as playing Eulalian pipes and whistling. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, there is, I mean, legendary people on this album. Um, and Michael Mills is credited as playing the Irish Buzuki, which I don't even know what that is. <laughs> There's like the, one of those weird elements, like these weird instruments that you just don't know what it is, but they're on the albums. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Um, so let's move on to, uh, I think, uh, one of my favorite albums by, by Arion. That's the 2017 release of the source. He, uh, he made up for the last album on this one for me. Oh, it's super heavy too, man. Super heavy. The opening track, uh, <laughs> the, the day that the world breaks yeah. down. Um, if you go to YouTube, you see so many of these fucking, uh, YouTube reaction people reacting to this song in general. And the music video is phenomenal because it's done in Aryan's <laughs> signature, comedic stylings a lot of his like um comments and stuff in the video are great um but yeah it's it's definitely one of my favorite arian tracks uh hold on one guy i gotta sneeze real quick and now it's not gonna happen do you hate that shit it hurts um so the day that the world breaks down james labrie tommy karavik tommy rogers from between the barrier to me simone simons Niles K. Rue, Tobias Samet, Hanzi, Mike Mills, Russell Allen, Michael Erickson, Floor Jansen. I mean, come on. It's a all-stars right here, man. Yeah, exactly. It's it's an all-star lineup on this album, too. Um, used, uh, used, if you've yeah. watched the live yeah. albums. <laughs> um, longtime collaborator was, um, was Aryan. Uh, piano uh, plays a lot of synths and keyboards and stuff like that. It, very integral part of the live performance that they did in the past couple of years. And we're going to get to those two albums too, but um, I remember looking back at uh, star one live, the, the, the DVD, right? Yeah. And I was like, that chick is really badass, man. And <laughs> come to find out that it was juice. And I was like, Oh shit. I thought, I swear. I thought it was a, a girl, man. So my bad. And right. I remember I saw somebody post, um, I'm not sure if it was on his page, the Arian fan page. Somebody posted it like, "Hey, that's not a girl." <laughs> Someone said that yeah. as well. <laughs> so it's used, yeah, man. Come my, on, he's, my bad, he's phenomenal. Dude. Um, this uh, this is the album, Sean, that actually features the here from uh, Miras. Hmm. Great vocalist, man. Yeah. Me, you know what we talked about? Uh, vocalist, I would like to hear. I would like to hear Toby from Orphanland. Oh shit! Oh, and speaking of, you, you mentioned Amorphous earlier. I would love to hear Tommy Jotson yeah. on a fucking Arion track. You know, I thought of one too. Um, I might. I don't know how it'll work, but Bjorn Bjorn from uh, Soilwork. Oh Night yeah, Flight Orchestra. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He'll do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, Johan from Candlemas. Uh, oh, you know, I think that might be a great pair. That's that's phenomenal. I've never even thought about that. It's like all these ideas are coming into my head now. 
We should make a list. Uh, I want to hear. I want. I want Rob Lowe from Solid yeah. Return is was in Candlemass yeah. for a while. He would be phenomenal. You know, going local here, James Rivera from Hellstar oh, would be great on one of the albums. I'm surprised he hasn't already. Right. Yeah. Cool dude. He would be Such great. A cool dude too. Yeah, he really is. Really is. I have some stories I can tell you later, but not on, <laughs> not on recording. Um, do you have any other? Do any other names pop into your mind, Sean? As we're talking about this now. Um, I, it it seemed. Well, I was really surprised that um, Bjorn wasn't know, right? on it, an it area seems, on the album. It does. That guy guests all over. He's always the place. advertising that if you pay him, he'll come do vocals on your album. <laughs> I mean, come right, on, yeah. He's a he's a great vocalist too, you know. Yeah. Um. All right. <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, favorite tracks off this album. Um. Of course, the day that the world breaks down, everybody dies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Mike Mills on this album on the song phenomenal. Yeah. Star of Sierra, one of the heaviest tracks. So good. So great. Yeah. Run, run, uh, run Apocalypse. Yeah, run. dude. <laughs> um, and then this is double. Of course, it's an Arianne album, so it's a double double CD. Um, Planet Y is Alive is really good. Um, Journey to Forever. There's so much good mm-hmm. stuff on this album. Um, <clears throat> and the storyline really uh, cements itself on this, on this album. It's really the the story of, of people messing up from what I know, they messed up planet. Why it's dying. They have to leave. And there's a whole bunch of stuff going yeah. on. It's just, it's not like you're just getting, these are really heavy in depth yeah. uh, concept albums. And you really, if you're a fan, you can still enjoy it without having to really dive deep into the lore of it. But if you really want to, it's there for you to figure out and, and really enjoy and these Arion is one of those bands you want the CD or the vinyl to look through and and read along and look at the lyrics as you're listening to it yeah. um, it's always a fun game to like ha- listen to the album and then have like the album next to you and like oh yeah here's the singer here here's that singer and Aryan does that now on his social media where when he's promoting a new album he does these artist guessing games which are so much fun He'll uh, release a little clip of or segment of a track. Here's the vocalist, and and he lets you play a game and try to figure out who it is. And uh, there's always a winner. They always win something, you know, really cool. And that's so cool that he does that. It's a lot. Yeah, of fun. and I actually mentioned to him. Uh, he said something when I think it was Revel in Time was charting. It was charting somewhere, but I was telling him like it's your brilliant marketing, dude. His his. The yeah. way he markets, I mean, it come out with the movies. He did it with the the singers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was awesome. Uh, that's definitely a way to it's, to get people. It's an interactivity, interactive thing yeah. for the fans to be involved with the promotion of the album. And you get and you it's, get hyped. It, it really is brilliant. Yeah. It's a great hype machine. You know what yeah. I mean? You know what? Instead of putting a lyric video out there, which he he's done, but I, I was going to mention in the source, uh, and maybe this is just me. Into the Ocean has some riffage that reminds me of Songs of the Ocean. Um, okay, I can I definitely hear that. So I'm not sure if he did that on purpose or if it was just it just happened, you know. But 
element has made their way back into yeah, the Aeon track. Know, like yeah, I can prog that. metal sense to do. You know, they bring it back. So yep. Uh, all right, so uh, you know what? Uh, we're, let's talk. Let's play a track here. Uh, we're going to play a track called "Out in the Real World." This is from Stream of Passion, but this is from the Electric Castle and Other Tales, the uh, the live album. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the live album. Then we're going to get into Transitus mm-hmm. a little bit, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the story. And uh, we'll let everybody. Check it out. So here is from Electric Castle Live and Other Tales out in the real world. We'll be right back.
and we're back. Uh, that was Out in the Real World from the live album, Electric Castle Live and Other Tales, which uh, came out in 2020. I remember uh, <laughs> renting this from like Vimeo or something before I was, wait- well, I was waiting for my album to come. I did the same. <laughs> um, it was a pandemic. It hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there was a huge delay, but I wanted to watch it, and I wanted to give him money, of course, so I rented it, and... Man, I love, I love the the last two uh, live releases. The Blu-rays are beautiful looking, amazing shows. Everything was really cool. Um, Arion Universe, Best of Arion Live, which came out in 2018. It was uh, this is this is why I want to go see them live. I, I um, so there's 28 songs on that album, that live album. Uh, ranging from all kinds of projects that Arian Arian was involved with Arian and uh, Human Equation, there's Star One. There's all these different tracks, um, and he got some of the a lot of the same vocalists to do the stuff live with him, which is super cool. Yeah. Uh, Hansi was there, Floor Johnson, Jonas, uh, Rensky, Annika, all these people were there live. Damien Wilson, Tommy Karavik. So, and it looks beautiful. It's a really, really cool shot. Really shot well compared <laughs> to the one before, which is the Cedar Equation, which well, I wasn't a fan of this. I was not a fan of the cinematography on well, that. You, and, and better than the Star One. Uh. That's true. <laughs> but that, that's, that's an older thing. I know, but that's still better. And then uh, in 2020, they released Electric Castle Live, which was the track we just heard was from. It was the... It was the 20th anniversary of the album. Um, they performed the album entire, in, in its entirety live. Uh, most of the original vocalists came back out, and then they did like five or six, seven mm-hmm. songs from different elements of his career. Like they did... Um, Guilt Machine. Guilt Machine, which, like I said, Damien Wilson singing that Twisted Coil mm-hmm. song. Amazing. Uh, out in the real world, we heard that track. And beyond. Um, Ashes from Ambion, yeah. Uh, Shores of India, uh, man. Uh, even a track from his solo album, Pink Beetles and a Purple Zeppelin. Yeah, that's so. That's so. such a kick-ass song. Um, I, I I I love that they finished with uh, Songs of the Ocean. Songs, uh, <laughs> beautiful. The the Star Trek Four track it's about the about the freaking whales that they had to save. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it is a beautiful thing. If you if you haven't seen these live albums, they are phenomenally well produced. Well, everything about the production is amazing. Really, really cool. Honestly, I think you need to have them if you're gonna really thoroughly enjoy Arion. I think this is like a, a you need to have both of them. Um, yeah, because I, I bought the the I bought live in the uh, Electric Castle live. I bought it live um, from Vimeo, and then I also bought the yep. Blu-ray. Yeah, me and too. I, I have like the uh, the deluxe earbook book version, which I love collecting. I'm a I'm an Arion collector. Okay, I have it started with all the CDs, and then now it's the the vinyls and the deluxe versions of the the albums and stuff like that. Yeah, he really he really puts. A lot of thought and um, importance on collecting his music. You know yeah. what I mean? 
And I, and I appreciate that with yeah. bands and the the artwork and everything like we talked about. Yeah, in the packages that he sets up, it's like it's 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 you know for everybody. There's something for everybody to pick out. Uh, and yep. also wanted to to say though, I think the both universe and Electric Castle live. I think it's a wonderful way too for some people to actually introduce themselves to to Arion to Arion and I'm a I you know I am a I'm a proponent that um, if you're trying to get into a band and discover their entire discography and you're like way behind, I think live albums like this are a perfect. Would you say Stargate? Yes. <laughs> into a band, uh, I've just I, you know this bands before. I'm like I really want to get into this band. I remember. Threshold was one of those bands, and there was a live album, and uh, Firewind was one of them. I was like, oh, I'm going to check out this live album. And it gives you uh, different elements from their career that uh, you can't just get by listening to one album. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and also the idea. This is what I, I really want a lot of people to know, because there's a lot of people who are like, no, that's soft, and they're soft. And it's like, no, dude, this this is heavy, man. These guys are heavy, f- even for, uh, for progressive metal. They are on the heavier side, and I just like the guitar player, uh, backup guy from uh, Epica. I can't think of his yeah, name now. Um, Jensen, Jensen. Yeah, Mark Mark, Mark Jensen, Jensen yeah. right? He's on the uh, the Electric yeah, Castle live plays, and uh, Death. Yeah, him and, and his homie, some, the, him, the little yep. dude. Yeah, that's right. They they have some fucking super death metal vocals dude. on this, and I actually bought the cool. Epica. Is it Omega Alpha Live? I forgot what it was called. Yeah. Beautiful, brilliant, beautifully shot. And, well, he's the guitarist for for Epica. Dude, awesome. Right. Great songwriter yeah. in, in his own right. I love Epica. Uh, and well, I guess we never talked about this, Sean, but Epica is opening up for Sabaton. I got my tickets, In a man. big venue. I need to buy tickets for that because that's going to be a cool show. Hell yeah, man. Last time we saw Sabaton, they've been in... Uh, it was it, the Scout Bar, and it was way too many people. It was it was nut to butt in that club. Oh. They deserve a bigger. Sh- <laughs> Maybe this show. It's a bigger, definitely a bigger show here. Maybe they can bring that whole tank set up for the drum sets and all that. Where are they playing? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'll have to look it up. It might be Bayou Music Center or something like that. Um, yeah, much bigger oh, yeah. venue. That they're the vocalist I would like to see on an Arion album. Yokim would be great. Yeah. How about how about yeah. another Tobias? How about uh, the the lead ghoul himself, Tobias Forge, <laughs> Papa? He would. I could. I can hear him on a on an Arion album. Man, did you know that I actually really enjoyed the new Ghost album. I do too. Uh, you know, it has the was the Aleister Crowley themed uh, picture, yeah. and I, when I saw that, I was like, "All right, that's pretty cool." You know, I was like, "Yeah, I'll give it a chance." And then once I saw that Christian fucking hated it, or I was <laughs> like, "This is gonna be badass," so that's when I had to go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was surprising to me. I because I actually when I, I actually thought it was pretty good, like. It was vibrant and it was different enough from the last one, to where it kind of piqued my interest. And I was, it was we talked about yeah. this on Metal Geeks the other night. Uh, I we all had different opinions on the album. Uh, I really like it. There's one or two songs that 
I could leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about the career of, of Ghost, and we're getting on a tangent here real, real quick. Yeah. Um, their first, what, three or four albums were very 70s, Blue Orchestra Cult influenced rock Scooby-Doo. albums. Um, very, you know, occult rock type stuff. Uh, Prequel was starting to uh, evolve a little bit more, but this new album is 80s production, 80s influenced rock and Um, metal. Super Night Flight Orchestra vibes, and and that's where initially, that's what hooked me, and that's what got me. So The first track, uh, I can't think of the name of it now, but... It's almost a power metal yeah. track. It's very power metally, uh, you know, in the old school way, which is it's just great. Um, and I think if you put your your headspace into that, they're progressing, and now they're in the eighties, and it's like it has that that drum sound of the eighties, and it, it it all sounds like it, it's all produced by Mutt Lange or Lang or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, it it might open up your mind a little bit more. You might enjoy it a little bit more, yeah. and that's what I like about his. You know, he writes he writes earworms for sure. Not everybody likes them. That's fine. If you don't like them, that's okay. You don't have to like everything, but um, I think if you opened up your mind and just thought about it a little bit more and what they're being influenced from on this album, you might enjoy it. Yeah. But all right, going back to Arion, <laughs> that was our segue. Uh, let's get into uh, albums that people may not enjoy as much. Let's get into Transitus. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean's just shaking his head here. Uh, this album, I don't think, was supposed to be an Arion album. Uh, it was supposed to be <laughs> sort of like uh, a story, like um, uh, a film script that he wrote. Uh, and then he was going to do a, a soundtrack to it type of thing, you know. But um, it, some way it became uh, an Arion album, which I don't know if I agree with that or not. I think it could have been a different project. It could have just been Transitus, but I guess for promotional reasons, they put the Arion name on they there. They it on. Now, um, it's, a, it's a, sort of a, a horror-based uh, st- story, um, not really part of the Arion uh, Missos in a way, mm-hmm. but um, this is the album that actually features uh, one of my favorite vocalists, a local, uh, Cami Gilbert, and she kills it on this album. Her and Tommy Karavik together are phenomenal. Um, let's, um, Tom Baker, if you're a Doctor Who fan, is the narrator on this album. Uh uh, like I said, Simone Simons, Marcelo, Marcelo's back on here. The Furies. Um, D. Snyder. Freaking D, man. One, there's one of those legendary voices. You got him on track. Um, but if uh, cool story. I, I enjoy the story. I just think um, in, in audience it is known for creating elements in, in, in melodies and then, and using them over and over on the album and then like bringing different parts of it and rearranging a little bit just so it's like this overarching album feel. You know what I mean? He definitely does that on this album, but it's not my favorite Arion album. Is it my, my least favorite? No, but it's not my favorite, but the track that I'm going to play for you guys is one of my favorites. And 
this is a song that could really t- trick people into becoming a, a prog metal fan because uh, Hopelessly Slipping Away is such a good track. Such It's performed so well by Cami and Tommy Karavik. And yeah. uh, if you don't tell people, yeah, this is the prog metal band, they would have no idea. Yeah, so this is uh, track three from the second album of Transitus, Hopelessly Slipping Away. Check it out. Abby returns home, racked by guilt and shame. Daniel's last cries of why, why, echo endlessly in her mind. She is broken, hopeless, inconsolable. It seems to her that there is only one way out. But then a strange sensation comes over her.
And we are back to the show. That was uh, Hopelessly Slipping Away uh, from Transitus, uh, Tom Baker, narrator, Cami Gilbert, and Tommy Karavik. Uh, great track. Uh, one of my favorite al- songs on that album. Uh, just like the simplicity of it, but the, the it's so beautiful too, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're going to try something here. We're going to try to talk about the lore of the band we're not experts here. I know in the Arion groups I'm in, there are people that know everything, and I, I do not pretend to even be one of those people. But the uh, <laughs> the story of Arion begins before the fucking Big Bang, before <laughs> the Age of Mankind, and ends in the far fucking future. So it's a wide timeline to talk about there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've been doing a little bit more research on this, Dave, than I have a little bit. So let's let's talk about it. Okay, we'll, well, we'll try that, to talk about it. Yeah, and that's why I was saying earlier that I f- really feel that you know Arjen Arjen's a hardcore fan of Philip K. Dick just simply because of the a lot of the the stuff that it, I guess the sci-fi element I would say that he brings. I mean, it'd be it. You can say that. Aryan is just a fan of sci-fi in general, for sure. Yes. And the idea of, of what was it, like Blade Runner, Total Recall, yeah, uh, Scanner Darkly. I mean, there's just so much stuff that, that was going on. Um, I think I, I, we're talking about earlier, we're talking about... Uh, so we're looking at the final experiment, and we're, we talked about it um, earlier, about the seer, right? Mm-hmm. He, gets the, he gets those visions, but... In a nutshell, he was widely ignored, and I believe, can we say Merlin cock-blocked him in a way? <laughs> okay. You know? He kind of like, <laughs> he was just basically like, oh, don't believe this guy. You know, he's a liar. He's trying to, you know, pull one over your eyes and whatnot. Um, I don't know. Like, the idea of, of, of that is, it's, that's how that one starts off. Are you, do you have the... So do you have the timeline? I do. With you we're right looking now? at this website um, yeah. called it's Arion.hu, and there's like this huge timeline. Um, and basically, uh, so he's obsessed with epic sci-fi stories. Mm-hmm. And there's deep thoughts about the society that we live in and how that society is going to evolve or devolve during upcoming centuries. That's basically the, the, the gist of it. Um, and songs on different albums and different albums, they sort of like go to the future, go to the past. Um, people from the future go to the past to witness the big bang and before the age of mankind. Uh, so it was broken down into different segments before the, the main, the, before the age of mankind. So the, uh, the Mars colonists that from the future go back in time to witness it. Um, the universal, universal migrator is born. Uh, it there is so much element to it that are so fantastical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Dawn a million souls is is uh, the story That's, of yeah, the story of the Big Bang basically. Yeah, that, that, the that beginning the witnessing it right. Yep, there's the guy <laughs> witnessing the the beginning of the world. Right. Uh, Age of shadows. Um, the history of planet Y and the forever race is, is one of these, uh, as told on the album, 
zero one zero one one zero zero one or why 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 um, <laughs> so the age of shadows begins that that epic track talks about the race the forever race is dependent on technology and how it's failing and there how then it breaks down an element where the planet is going to be destroyed is it's dying and they have to leave mm-hmm. and and colonize other places there's so much to the story yeah it's it's and i don't know how he yeah, it's how he's extensive done it in his head you know what i mean and then there's like the dream sequencer we sort of we sort of talked about before which is um a computer program basically and that's where the human equation sort of lives and elements mm-hmm. from his solo album sort of live in there and there's just so much. It, I would love if you're a fan of Arion and you're listening to this and you know about the story more than we do because we're noobs. We, I'll admit it. We are fans, diehard fans of his music, but we're noobs to some of the story. Right. If you want to come on and talk about it, we would love to have you back. Have you come on the show? And we'll do another episode just on the the lore of yeah. of the band. You know, I was so I, I was just thinking right now like. You know that that meme of Charlie from uh, <laughs> It's Always Sunny. Always Sunny, yeah. With all the different, like, yeah, the, he's the, like the board pointing. with all the different lines and shit. Yeah, dude. This is exactly what's happening. I, I want to see fucking Aryan's vision board, his, his right. timeline board, his, his whiteboard with yeah. all the different things. He probably doesn't even know until he's, like, writing <laughs> shit, you know? How yeah. does this re- how does How does this album refer back <laughs> to this album that predicted this album that went back in the past on this it, it's mind-blowing it really is it yeah. boggle it boggles the mind <laughs> and it's or, like so or, or bottles the places. mind there's like so many different places that it takes place in and a mayan girl in a junk a jaguar temple <laughs> queen elizabeth uh temple of the cat you're, you're talking about right there from the universal migrator dark yeah. ages um <laughs> It talks about the the computer age and Merlin's prophecy and the first moon landing and the hippie and Mr. L and all these characters and if you watch the live uh, releases these these singers are playing the characters. It's right. so great to see like Damien Wilson coming out in the full like night the outfit night. and shit. He looked like such a dork though, dude. <sighs> And I think I think he knew it, and that's why he came out like whoa. He came out like, like <laughs> like Keanu Reeves, you know, like whoa. What's up, guys? Or or uh, Robin Williams. Ah, yes, the tall. Yep, tall um, Robin Williams. The guy who tripped me out was uh, is it Robert Soder Soderbeck or yeah 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 in the NASA suit and he comes yeah. out yeah 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 big orange NASA suit dude that shit was so funny to see him. He's like he had just been awakened from a nap, and he's like, "Let's go do it, guys." Let's That's what it. I like about those live albums because they actually finally gave us some of the visuals that we are yeah. wanting to see the uh, from some of these tracks. You know, it's a uh, it's a whole thing, man. It, it, uh, we're not doing it justice for sure, but uh, we're trying. We're trying here. So yeah. if you're really interested in, you know, diving more into the story and in in learning about it as you listen and enjoy the music, it's really a whole thing, and not other, you can't think about many other bands that are that in depth. You know what I mean? Right. 
to, uh, I mean, to put all this lore into it. Avantasia, maybe there's elements there, sure of like overarching storylines and stuff like that. But can you, what? Uh, who else can you think of? You know, there's characters and there's stories based on properties and in, in, in you know their own IP, but nothing that's sort of like this overarching saying. Yeah, nothing to this level. I don't think. Brilliant. I mean. I mean if you think Blind Guardian, but that's Tolkien based, right? Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah. that's based on uh, an already established universe. Exactly. Yeah. This is all brand new. And not blowing smoke up his ass, but living legend. He he is one of my few living legends that uh, impressed me every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, him, Devin Townsend. Oh, yeah. Um, Dan Swano. Dan Swano is one of them. Uh, Stephen Wilson, there's out. They're out there. Mm. Uh, what about you, Sean? Do you ha- who are your living legends? Um, since we've been talking about him so much, Bruce Dickinson. Okay, yeah. Um, Hansi Kirsch, yeah. To- Toby, mm-hmm. I would say Tobias from uh, Avantasia. I-, I definitely agree on that one. Same, uh, mine are same yeah. as yours. And also wanted to point out, I'm not sure if was accurate. Porcupine trees back together yep they are back together they're going to so, be touring and apparently it's, yeah. apparently it's really expensive to go to the show no yeah dude i cut steven yeah. wilson uh, was it 2019 yep we were at that show san antonio i cut him in san uh we were in, oh really we went to we were at the houston show and yeah he actually did an in-store signing that day of the show at uh, cactus one of the places oh. that i was talking to you about Right. Um, they did a lot of in-store performances and like in-store signings and stuff before before the pandemic. They haven't really got back to it. If you're from Houston, you know Cactus music. It's pretty cool. Mm. Um, one of our one of my friends who actually works there, but yeah, he was there and it was just amazing to meet him. And it was like when the uh, the Blu-ray came out. Yeah, yeah. He really yeah. That's the same. Pretty, I mean, pretty much that the tour. exact same show. You know, minus uh, what's the the girl's name to. To be, uh, I forgot her name. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I never, cause I never saw Porcupine Tree live. But Stephen Wilson would be a great addition to an Arion album. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, there it is. It shall be done. That, no, just that's our final. <laughs> our final thought of the evening is Stephen Wilson should be on an Arion album. So um, I think we should wrap it up, guys. I we've we've had a lot of discussion about the band. Uh, about Arion, about Aryan and all his projects. Um, thank you guys for being on the show. Uh, the last thing I really wanted to talk about is what are your favorite albums from Aryan Lucanson? Doesn't even have to be Arion, it could be from everything. Um, the, the Gentle Storm is probably the one I enjoy the most. Um, bec- mm-hmm. Mostly because of Annika, but. I just thought the songwriting there was like more. Uh, it was like less proggy, and it was more just straight ahead. And there was a lot of uh, Middle Eastern yeah. elements on that album. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. Very yeah. savory. Very savory. Okay. Savory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? For me, I would, I would, uh, space metal, Star One, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, two thousand two. Twenty years ago. So that one for sure. Into the electric. Is that, is that train about to hit your house, dude? What's going on? Yeah, we're like, I'm telling you, we're like, what, like, are you okay? Not, not, are even, you about- not even 25 yards, man. 
Wow, that's crazy. How do you yeah. sleep at night? Uh, well, okay. Do you get used to it, man? Um, yeah. But yeah, so okay, so Star One, space metal. Um, it's an electric castle. Human equation and Y for short. Okay. And then. All right. Yeah. That's, I think those are my, by far the ones that I visit the most and consistently. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, Human Equation, for sure, number one. Um, I'm going to say The Source as well. I love that album. Um, I agree on Space Metal. Um, the Gentle Storm, I do agree on that one as well. Uh, and Guilt Machine, such an underrated album. Um, it's it's just phenomenal. It's um, and uh, I'm gonna say Lost in the New Real, the solo album. I know that's six, but it's my show. I can do what I want. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. I mean, now we're gonna do our top five. No. <laughs> our t- <laughs> um, I think that should be it, man. I I think we've covered a lot of stuff. So, um, thank you to Sean for putting up with me on this episode and being <laughs> part of it. <laughs> Uh, we've already discussed about uh, doing future episodes like this on different uh, bands, and uh, we're looking forward to doing more stuff like this, more in-depth episodes. And thank you to Dave. Um, where can people learn more about what you do in your podcast? All right. Well, thank you for having me. But, uh, yeah, so for sure, like, you guys can find That Metal Podcast on most podcast platforms. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can email us at thatmetalpodcast1 at gmail.com. Um, we bullshit. We talk metal. We drink beer. Um, just have a good time. Sometimes we ner- nerd out on movies. Um, mostly horror movies, you know, scary movies. But, uh, you know, video games. Sometimes video games here and there. But, yeah. Sounds, sounds like what we do, man. We just geek yeah. out. Um, yeah. Except the beer part. I'm, I'm more of a whiskey guy, so. Yeah. Um, so if this is your first time checking out MSR cast, we've been doing this, uh, since 2005. So it's been a long time. We're, we're, it's, it's long. Wow. That's a long time. Congratulations um, too, by the way. Cause that's, it's, it's, it takes a lot. Yeah, it does. Right. Mm-hmm. I, it, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see. Um, if you are a first time listener, and you're just checking out because you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here was the Aryan episode. You can check us out at msrcast.com or themetalgeeks.net. The Metal Geeks podcast is our sister show where we do geek out on more stuff about movies and films and TV shows and video games and all that cool stuff. But we do talk about metal a lot. Um, my co-hosts over there are George and Brutal Dave. And then, of course, we have MSRcast here. My co-host, The Metal Pigeon. Um, if you don't know who The Metal Pigeon is, the first time hearing is, check out his website, TheMetalPigeon.com. Sean, The Metal Pigeon, is a phenomenal writer. He articulates the things in his writing that I have in my head perfectly. <laughs> and uh, his, his writing is so, it's so good. Um, it's so well. Is that, that correct? Is that the right? <laughs> um <laughs> You, of course, you can check us out on all the social medias M- at MSRCast as well at Metal Geeks. If you're on Facebook, come join the Metal Geek Society where we 
geek out on all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of music stuff, a lot of metal stuff, a lot of memes, a lot of funny things, and we just have a good time on that uh, group. And uh, I think that's it. Am I forgetting anything, Sean? Uh, no, that's it. Of course, people can find you. We already mentioned themetalpigeon.com. What about your socials? Uh, at the Metal Pigeon Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All right, cool. So thank you guys for checking out this episode. Thank you again to Dave and Sean, and thank you to Aryan for being the inspiration mm-hmm. behind this episode and for doing the intro. Hell yeah. That was super cool of you, man. Uh, as always, we have one last thing we have to say, and that is... Uh, keep keep it, it metal. Keep it Arjun. Keep it Aryan and keep it proggy, keep it proggy. As, as Aryan said. All right, guys. Good night. Laters. Return to work, memories are haunting me. My strange rebirth coming back to life.
Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.